Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. guys welcome to season two episode 11 of our Montessori babies podcast today's episode is a fun light-hearted conversation about self-care that is aimed at supporting you know the beautiful intensity that is the transition into your Montessori parenthood journey so we're going to be talking about some small and some larger ways that we can fill our own cup and take care of ourselves so elements of self-care if you will because reality is we need to have some if not a good amount of juice in our own cup so we can give it right and early parenthood comes with so so much I know one of the big hits is that, you know, now your life is centered around this beautiful, tiny human, right? And one thing I want to acknowledge is that each person's journey is so different. Each new parent deals with so many variables that are unique to them. And I will share that for me, it was paired with postpartum anxiety. And then there were things like learning about myself as a mother and myself healing from a birth trauma and remembering everything I was before and now meeting myself as a mother. And, you know, there's me as a partner to my husband and me within my space and environment and me with my new body and me with my new mind that has been fully overtaken by my beautiful baby boy and you know just all of these wild changes right so many new things and I know for our partners too you know who are embarking on their early parenthood journeys like for us my husband went through his own changes and worries right he was healing from our birth trauma too in his own way and you know he was there with me and my son through the c-section and through the NICU stay and you know as we navigated our own rhythms once we got home and you know learning about himself as a dad to his new son and it's also new and so just giving ourselves the grace and the space to just be in it you know to see how you feel and what you need to support yourself is huge and I know we don't always think about it you know we don't always think about the element of taking care of ourselves because we're not only trying to learn and support this new tiny human but you know it's this huge responsibility really really fast right it's a huge life shift and I will say that the self-care piece is on my own mind because I'm a new mom and it's the new year and I made some goals for myself this year (laughs) and one of them has to do with self-care. So I am just now getting better at filling my own cup, you know, doing little things here and there, but I fully, fully recognize that I wish I would have started some of these things sooner. But I remember during the newborn phase, literally not even feeling like I had the ability to drink water or eat, meet my basic needs, let alone do things like fill my own cup, you know? (laughs) And so I think a part of it had to do with my postpartum mental health health and recovery, right? But part of it was just, I don't feel like I knew where to start. And so I'm hoping with today's episode, I can offer you guys some tiny tips and ideas of things that you can do to start to fill your own cup wherever you're at in your, you know, early parenthood journey um, in the immense transition period that you're in. It's a beautiful time of life. It's a wild time of life. But hopefully these tips can just offer you little pieces of support. feel like you can do it because I I know for me, I was definitely the person that felt like there's no way I can include this, you know, (laughs) in this day. 
So before we jump into those tips, I have some other things that I want to touch on. So another fun update is that I released that totally new and totally free masterclass in the new year. And it is called The Six Essential Steps to Begin Montessori with Your Baby. I announced this in the previous episode, but I created this masterclass to offer you the exact steps you need to get started on your Montessori journey. And I started building this before my baby was born. So it is nearly a year in the making. And it is finally done and available to you. And I am so excited about it. So I include the exact steps that are not really spoken about that much elsewhere and stuff you don't often see on social media. So because I've been working with our sweet babies and their incredible families in Montessori school and home settings for 13 going on 14 years now, like my NATO experience running my classroom and combined with, you know, my Montessori training and my child development degree and my master's in Montessori, I've really learned some incredible things and that are life-changing, that have really impacted the way that I work with children and approach children. And these tips have also had that same effect on amazing parents and teachers that I've worked with as well. And so that's why I'm teaching these six steps that you need to know to help you achieve that Montessori experience that you're hoping for, that peaceful child-led Montessori experience for your baby in your home. So to register for my masterclass, just click the link in the show notes. It's all there for you. I would absolutely love to have you. All right, so to jump into our topic, I thought I would start with our quote, which is, when you hold an infant, hold him not just with your body, but with your mind and your heart. And that was said by the amazing Magda Gerber, who is the incredible founder of the Rye Method and an early childhood educator and advocate for infants. I absolutely love her and her works. If you haven't heard of her, definitely check her out. Her work was focused on the infant and it's just incredible. And so I chose this quote because it's so important and so true, right? As far as how, you know, we can give ourselves to our babies, but to be able to get there with our babies to hold them with all aspects of ourselves, we have to be able to give it, right? And to do that, we have to have something to give. (laughs) And so we have to take care of ourselves. And so let's jump into it. So I first want to start with just the notion that you matter so, so much. You are your beautiful baby's parent and you get to be this, you know, guiding light as they learn about their world, right? So we get to show things like super giggly joy, right? We get to whip out our favorite dance moves and teach them to this tiny human we made. And, you know, we get to cook our best recipes and share the full sensory and family experience that is sharing a yummy meal together. (laughs) And, you know, we get to be so many things for them, but also for us, right? This new role won't always be glamorous. In fact, I know like 99% of the time, glamorous is not the word I would use to describe it. I know throughout infancy or early toddlerhood, you're either covered in spit up during, you know, newborn early baby phase or baby food during baby baby phase and then eventually paint stickers and glitter, right? (laughs) So it's messy and it's filled with, you know, the entire spectrum of emotions for both us and baby, but it is just beautiful. And there is this opportunity that we have to fall in love with our amazing babies and the incredible humans that they will continue to reveal to us that they are, but we get to fall in love with ourselves and this new place that we're in. And so I like to think of it as like, I am everything I once was. I am Bianca with this extra special 
special super role added on called parent and mother, you know? And I do want to say it's totally normal and totally okay to not feel good in your new role some days. There definitely may be days, you know, where you don't feel prepared, where you miss being able to drive to the store by yourself and blast your music, or where you miss being able to slowly roam the aisles of Trader Joe's to peek at their holiday goodies, you know, versus a quick get in and get out before baby gets upset. You know, it's totally okay to miss those days. It's gonna happen and it's normal. And as you see from the detailed examples I offered, I definitely have missed those things from time to time. And I will say that something that surprised me is that these small things were things I didn't, you know, realize before that I used to use to connect with myself or that they were things that I did to, you know, lightly fill my spirit. I used to consider filling my cup more so like my travels or going on hikes or getting a massage or cooking my favorite pineapple curry with my glass of red wine and stuff like that. But it turns out that there were lots of tiny little things that I had been doing that contributed to me feeling like myself and filling my cup in ways I didn't know I needed, you know? So I'm going to jump into some ideas for you guys for early parenthood. But before, I want to emphasize that everything starts with you. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to take care of yourself and check in with yourself. And believe me, I know it's easier said than done. It is absolutely not easy to prioritize small moments for yourself when you have a tiny human who is totally dependent on you. But I do encourage you to do it for both of you, actually. Also, you'll end up feeling more peaceful interacting with just everyone around when you do do small things for yourself, right? And those interactions include interacting with your baby. You'll have more patience. You'll be able to see clearer. You'll be able to think and observe clearer. The observations come from a calmer place. It's all relevant. And truly, everything starts with you. So I am not going to offer you guys some self-care tips and tricks for early parenthood and these are totally just based off of what I've found and what others around me have shared that they found helpful so here it goes. The first tip is to get a big cup of water and make yourself a hot cup of something delightful. I was going to say coffee because that's what I would get but whatever sounds good to you and your tummy while you're getting baby's morning milk or just after baby's morning feed depending on when you nurse or pump or formula feed. I know this sounds so basic but I literally didn't do this for so long and when I got got into this habit again, I was so, so thankful. I literally remember the first time I made myself a cup of coffee and it was definitely not in the morning during this routine. I got into that habit much later on, but when I did, I was so excited (laughs) because initially I would just rush and, you know, try to get his milk as fast as possible. But honestly, it was just me because for the most part, he woke up content and I would, you know, forget to meet my own morning needs until way later, like past lunch. And I love my morning cup of coffee with my splash of almond milk. And so when I got into this routine, it truly changed my mornings and honestly, my energy. And it definitely positively influenced how I was able to present myself for baby you know, and of course, go with the flow of the moment. Like if baby wakes up and, you know, they're super hungry, then, you know, obviously we're going to rush to get that bottle and meet their needs. But, you know, don't forget to meet your own needs too in the morning is what I'm saying. The second self-care tip I have for you as a new parent is to hang eucalyptus leaves in your shower, in your master shower. So eucalyptus has so many amazing benefits. So like reducing stress, opening up your lungs, allowing you to get that really deep deep breath that oxygenates your whole body, all of which will positively affect your mood and fill your peace cup even just a little bit, right? So while I know in the beginning it's really, really hard to take moments to maybe do something you would have done before, like have an event of a bubble bath, right? Where you're lighting some candles and throwing in your Epsom 
Epsom salts and playing your favorite music. And of course, if you're able to do something like that, absolutely do it, you know. But if you feel like you can't quite find the moment, hanging eucalyptus in your shower might allow you to take some really big, deep breaths and then maybe try, you know, a little meditation tool where you focus super hard on something like how the the air feels going in your nose or how the water pressure feels as it hits the back of your neck. Let your body relax, even if it's for those few breaths, right? And you'll probably feel loads better, right? A good friend of mine gave me this tip and it is such a good one. So for those in the US, I think Trader Joe's carries eucalyptus leaves for under five bucks. So it's also super economical, but wherever you're at, I'm sure it's around if you ask. So just a quick tip that I have to kind of make your shower feel like a little spa without having to do too much. So the third tip that I have, the third little self-care tip is to constantly check in with yourself about your posture and how you're lifting, baby. I cannot emphasize this enough. After almost 13 years of holding babies all year long, I cannot stress enough how important posture is and how badly it can affect your day's over time if you don't check in with your posture. Trust me, I know in early parenthood how you're so, so tired and you want to just, you know, lean on your hip or push out your belly and rest your baby on your belly or maybe you'll fall asleep feeding and your neck is all the way forward or when you go to lift baby and you bend at your waist versus squat. All these moments though will eventually add up and it'll definitely affect how you feel, how your body feels, your ability to feel good about interacting with your baby, you know. Just think after this baby phase, you're likely going to be running around after a speedy toddler. So I definitely encourage you to check in with yourself about how you're approaching those moments, you know, where you're holding or lifting baby because it can add up to make you stronger or put pressure and pain in areas that can make it a little bit harder for you in the long run, you know. I will say I was super lazy about my posture in postpartum. That's how I was, you know, perfectly able to describe leaning on your hip because you're so tired and pushing out your belly and holding your baby on it because you're so tired because I felt so sleepy and I knew, I knew I needed to hold myself. I needed to adjust my posture. And I just kept saying, you know, just this time because I was so tired. And you just are in the newborn phase, right? You're just so tired. But I had a lot of those moments where I would rely on unhealthy form due to fatigue and they totally added up and now I'm paying for it and trying really, really hard to get back into alignment and strengthen and use my core and legs more than my joints and back, you know, to lift and stand because, oh my gosh, my back is starting to hurt. My shoulders are starting to hurt so bad by the end of the day and my goal is to be my best, right? Because he's got so much energy and I love to keep up with him. He just started crawling. (laughs) So I am... I'm trying to just focus on what I know I'm supposed to be doing with my posture and with lifting and and all of that. So that's that tip. I definitely think that you should keep this at the forefront of your mind. I will link a diagram below on the best ways to stand. So yeah, that's that tip. I So another little self-care tip that I have is to journal or read when you can. You know, I normally suggest observing and journaling about your observations of your baby, of course, and, you know, reading small pieces of info as inspiration for what you're doing every day. But in this suggestion, I'm not suggesting that at all. (laughs) I am suggesting you use journaling and reading as a way to connect with yourself and disconnect from what's around you in a good way. Both of these exercises are incredible for the brain and can leave you feeling truly more uplifted. I found this great article that spoke about how journaling for 10 to 20 minutes per day can have positive effects on things like stress and anxiety reduction, but it can also do things like help reduce blood pressure, boost immune system function, cultivate 
specific gratitude helps speed up and support recovery from traumatic events, which the birth experience can be a trauma for some people, right? And also then reading has a whole slew of benefits that matches these, but also can help things like sleep quality, brain connectivity. It can help fight depression symptoms. And so with all these benefits, why not give these things a go? (laughs) I will have the articles linked that show what I was just talking about, but just think about it. If reading was something you were into before baby, I encourage you to do that. Or if you were into writing, I know for me, I love writing and making writing kind of an event, like having a cute journal or stationery and a really smooth gliding gel pen and (laughs) getting my cup of tea and, you know, just that kind of stuff is totally my jam. Although I'm left-handed, so I do have to focus super hard on not smearing every single page I write on. But regardless, I have found journaling to be incredibly helpful. I also love reading. And so I couldn't recommend these pieces more. And I know that we don't have a lot of time. Like I said, I absolutely know that we don't have a lot of time as parents. And a lot of times you're downtime, you're just so, so tired and you end up just feeling like, you know, want to plop on the couch and mindlessly scroll versus do something proactive. But if you do some of those things, even just tiny moments and maybe not even 10 to 20 minutes, just start with a couple minutes or whatever feels good, those tiny little positive effects will start to add up, right? So just something to think about. My next tip is to listen to music with headphones when you can. So to dive into why I'm suggesting this, I recently went by myself to the store for like the third time since my son was born. And since I'm home with him, usually he's with me, right? So I have my little adventure buddy wherever I go. But my husband was home one day last week and he offered to stay with him so I could go to the store and grab a few things we needed. And while I was on my drive there, I realized just how much I missed listening to music in my car. But I was realizing on my drive that that moment that I had with myself did so much for me. And so I'm discovering that there are these tiny things, you know, that all added up to make me content in my daily self, you know? So anyway, I discovered that I can make moments like that for myself if I wear my headphones. Like when he goes to sleep at night, if my husband is home so he can listen for my son, you know, I may put in my headphones for a couple songs and, you know, cook and listen to my music on my headphones and kind of daydream, you know? Because I also feel like music can totally transport you to a different place and time. Last night, I put on a song that I had heard while I was in Segovia in Spain, which is this magical little town with this gorgeous castle. And I'd gone in my early 20s and in the winter, and I was roaming through this garden called El Jardín de las Poetas, which is the Garden of the Poets. And it was this mossy-covered, magical garden with overgrown trees and smelled like the freshest air ever. And there was tiny little pieces of poetry all over the garden, kind of engraved into rocks and on tree trunks and stuff like that. And so I listened to a song that I listened to when I was there. You know, for a fleeting moment, I was able to kind of feel that essence and it was really peaceful. And so if you don't have someone else home, you know, who can listen for baby, I definitely recommend just having your monitor nearby, making sure you can still hear it through the music so not turning it up too loud. But but yeah, I definitely recommend doing something like that. Just a tiny small thing that can help you connect with parts of yourself that may feel a little bit distant right now. (laughs) And my last 
little tip is to do tiny things every day that help you take a step toward the strongest version of your physical self. So I say this because there's so much societal pressure to bounce back after pregnancy and it's totally out of line because everybody's body and situation and birth is so different. And so I encourage you to first and foremost, just check in with yourself and your doctor before starting any sort of physical routine after birth, like exercise. But once you're cleared, if you just focus on doing one tiny thing per day, so taking one small step toward feeling stronger, you'll be doing so, so well. I know in my postpartum, I put a lot of pressure on myself initially to jump back into Pilates. But Pilates is what I used to do before I got pregnant. And so I tried to physically get back to what I was. But realistically, when I let that go, I was the happiest I'd been, you know, and the most connected with my current self that I could have been. And so now I'm getting into a routine of doing small things each day to contribute to my strength. So for example, I love doing 10 to 20 minute no impact workouts. I played soccer when I was younger and I had a bad ankle injury and surgery that stopped my soccer career. So I can't do anything involving running or jumping or anything high impact anymore. But I've been focusing on no impact workouts and things like yoga and Pilates. And it's been so positive, not only for my body, but how I feel overall. And while I can't do anything, you know, super extensive, like I used to be able to just because of time and energy now, I try to just do small things each day. And I will link my favorite videos in the show notes of some quick little workouts that I've been trying to do. You know, there's um, a really fun 10 minute postpartum yoga workout that I've done. It even includes baby. And so I'll have those below for you so you can check those out. So yeah, anything that you can do, even something as simple as stretching and breathing, all of those things will add up to help strengthen your body and essentially fill your cup bit by bit. So those are the tips I have for you for now. And now that we went through those tips, I want to leave you with just kind of one thought that I was thinking about earlier. And that is, regardless of the age of your baby, the quickest and most impactful way to influence your baby's development is to focus on yourself first. And this is because you matter so, so much that the number one way our babies are going to learn is from you. It's from us. It's from the way that, you know, we move within our space. It's from how we respond to them, right? And so doing these little things to fill our own cup is going to really positively affect how we approach those things, right? And of course, the materials and environment play their own parts for sure, but they're learning from you first and foremost through attachment, through your interactions, through your modeling. And to be our best within those, to be connected and present and model within your environment, you have to take care of yourself. So here, here, my friend, here's to you on this new parenthood journey. I hope you are able to use some of these tips and just try your very best, you know? I really, really just tried to show how much you matter because you really truly do and like I've said before you are the perfect parent for them and just trying your very best is exactly what they need and I'm also here for you as well so if you ever just feel like you need to reach out please please don't hesitate to send me an email my email is bianca at babytourguide.com so that is about it I am so so thankful to have had you here listening to this episode and I will catch you in our next episode bye Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, 
podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye! Bye!